This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Thursday wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. The Masters is back. Get your bets in at fanduel.com slash clay. That is fanduel.com slash clay for all of your Masters bets. Get hooked up now at fanduel.com slash clay. Okay. Uh, I did not do a show yesterday Outkick the show of course I did radio I didn't do the show yesterday because I was doing Candace Owens' new show uh, with the Daily Wire the Candace O show I think it's going to be fun it's on tomorrow you guys will be able to watch it Uh, that was where I was yesterday afternoon in between radio and in between television a lot of stories as a result to catch up on and dive into And I want to start obviously with the Masters which I know many of you are probably watching right now or trying to watch as uh, it was not on television as is always the case. Uh, Big takeaway from the Masters I would say is the course is playing tough right now as I am uh, doing this show live. Harmon is at minus 3 Hideki Matsuyama is at minus 3 Patrick Reed is at minus 3 it doesn't look like anybody is going to set a massive pace on the opening Thursday of the uh, golf tournament. In fact, only about 10 golfers are under par at the entire course right now. Uh, Even par is a great score honestly given where things are going so far. And uh, and some of the notables uh, Dustin Johnson who was favored to win at plus 2 a guy who had ended up as the favorite to win was of course if you saw his practice round where he was swinging as hard as I have ever seen anybody swing a golf club ever uh, in my entire life. Let's see where our boy is. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau is all the way down at plus 4 through 8 holes. We'll see if he can turn that around. That is not good. But the big story I would say is that Rory McIlroy has lost his way finishing with a 76 plus 4 tied ironically enough with former champion uh, Sergio Garcia. Really poor performance from uh, from McIlroy. We'll see whether or not he can have a good uh, performance on Friday and fight his way back to make the cut. Uh, but that has to be considered a really disappointing performance from him right out of the gate. And there's a lot of uh, not good scores being posted on the first day at the Masters. It's great to see the Masters back uh, and uh, hopefully this starts to stabilize things in the state of Georgia now that a sporting event has started without succumbing to cowardly cancel culture and is off and rolling and I'm sure will do very well in terms of the audience that it will draw. A lot of other different stories that I want to run through here. Deshaun Watson continues to end up in worse and worse shape as every single day passes. Uh, On Tuesday his accusers for the first time a couple of them revealed their names and made their accusations public 
And in short order after that Deshaun Watson was dropped by Nike and by Beats by Dre and the Heb store H-E-B store in Texas which is much beloved by Texans uh, they came out and said that they had allowed their endorsement deal to expire with Deshaun Watson rather than continue it. And today Rusty Harden tried to fire back by saying it's time for these women to reveal their names so that they can begin to put together their defense. Here's the challenge. Deshaun Watson reached out to a lot of these women and they provide the date and the location that they provided the massage. You would think that that would give Deshaun Watson a pretty good opportunity to figure out who these women are So I don't really buy into the fact that them being anonymous is having a major impact in his ability to defend himself. Uh, Now, I always say one of the most important skills you can have in America certainly coming out of 2020 is thinking on a probabilistic basis. That is what is likely to happen as opposed to what is certain to happen. So a lot of people want to give definitive answers as to what the story is as it pertains to Deshaun Watson. What I would tell you is ever since these lawsuits began every day Deshaun Watson has found himself in a worse position than he was on the day prior just about. And we have moved from Deshaun Watson initially when this first lawsuit was filed saying that he had never done anything wrong and looking like he was going to battle these wholeheartedly to now he's on such a defensive that the probabilistic analysis of the outcome would suggest best case scenario for Deshaun Watson he's probably going to miss all of 2021. Worst case scenario we have now moved him into the category where he could be Bill Cosby or Jeffrey Epstein. That is going to jail for years and being convicted of being a sexual predator. Now there's still a wide range of potential outcomes but none of them are particularly good for Deshaun Watson. The best case scenario probably for him right now is he ends up paying tens of millions of dollars in legal settlements. He apologizes to all of these women. He is forced to not play for pretty much the entirety of 2021 and then maybe somebody will trade for him and allow him to play in 2022 But it's possible. Look, we've seen serious uh, legal issues emerge before. Jameis Winston, Ben Roethlisberger, Michael Vick. Michael Vick even went to federal prison and then came back to play football again. So maybe Deshaun Watson could be following the Michael Vick path here where he ends up charged with criminal violations of the law via sexual assault and I think that's likely where we are headed. And if we do in fact end up there you have to start to question whether Deshaun Watson is ever going to play football again. Okay? This is a major story that I think many people in sports media and media in general are far behind and don't really understand how to analyze it. And so I would encourage you out there to uh, treat this story with the severity and seriousness with which it deserves and understand that we're talking about Deshaun Watson likely out for the entirety of 2021 and maybe years beyond that depending on how this scenario plays out. At this point the best case scenario I see for Deshaun Watson is paying tens of millions of dollars to settle these cases and then ending up in a position 
where maybe if he settles all these cases and apologizes to all these women and asks for the forgiveness of the American public he might be able to play quarterback again in 2022. That is where we are headed. A big story that I was honestly stunned to see when I opened up my newspaper like the old man that I am. Faye Vincent, the former Major League Baseball commissioner ripped Rob Manfred for his decision to pull the All-Star game out of Atlanta. And the more days that have passed since Rob Manfred did this six days ago the worst Rob Manfred has looked as so many different people. Joe Biden basically pulled his support from uh, this idea. MSNBC, Morning Joe they're asking why in the world was this decision made. But I can't remember ever seeing a former commissioner like Faye Vincent making a statement about a current commissioner like this. Uh, This was written on the Wall Street Journal editorial page by Faye Vincent. It's not as if he was asked a question in an interview and responded maybe not anticipating it and the answer came out differently than he would have hoped it did. He drafted an entire article ripping the decision of Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred. The polls have come out which show that the vast majority of people disagree with the decision to pull the All-Star game out of Atlanta and baseball I think has created a massive headache for itself over their stupidity and their inability to actually analyze election law and understand that Georgia for instance has a much more lenient uh, law when it comes to who votes than a state like New York where Major League Baseball is actually based. Good article by Carl Rove on the editorial page one of them of the Wall Street Journal uh, laying out exactly why that is. Interesting story. In the world of the NFL draft Mac Jones has surged out to be the favorite to be drafted third overall by the San Francisco 49ers who of course traded up to get the Miami Dolphins pick in the recent past couple of weeks. Why is this significant? Well, we know already that Trevor Lawrence is going number one overall. We know that barring some insane outcome Zach Wilson is going number two overall. So in the number three spot Now, Mac Jones, Trey Lance or Justin Fields FanDuel again, you can go check it out at fanduel.com slash clay FanDuel has Mac Jones at minus 210 to the 49ers Justin Fields is plus 160 and Trey Lance is plus 300 so Mac Jones has moved into a prohibitive favorite at least early on here to be the overall number 3 pick by the 49ers. Now some people are going to criticize this I'm not going to because if you've learned anything it's that trying to predict who is going to be successful in the NFL based on their college career is virtually impossible. If Mac Jones turns out to be a really good draft pick then it won't matter where he's drafted. If Mac Jones turns out to be a really bad draft pick then it won't matter where he was drafted. So if the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan believe Jones is perfect to run this offense and make every throw that needs to be made then it doesn't really matter where they drafted him whether it was 3rd whether it was 6th whether it was 12th the value here is if you get a stud quarterback it doesn't matter what it costs because the value of a top quarterback is so out of the uh, the realm of every other pick that you really can't overdraft and I've used as an example Uh, remember when Tennessee Titans moved to uh, Nashville uh, and moved to the state of Tennessee 
I said if they had decided to give away basically every draft pick they had in 1998 and 1999 in order to get Peyton Manning it would have been a draft that would have still looked like a steal in the years ahead because of how good Peyton Manning was. In other words if the quarterback turns into an all-pro first ballot Hall of Famer there's virtually nothing you can give up that's too much in order to get him on your team. So to me the intriguing question is if Mac Jones goes third overall then what will the Falcons do at four? If they draft at four I think they're going to take Kyle Pitts. I think he is their most likely pick because I don't think they want a quarterback. I think they want to roll with Matt Ryan for the next two to three years. If they're going to do that Kyle Pitts is the pick. But could someone who loves Justin Fields or Trey Lance decide they have to surge up the draft board to go get them? Uh, That is a story that is certainly worth following. Sean Miller out at Arizona after 12 years I don't understand why this happened now. And I also don't understand how other coaches who have done as bad or worse I'm looking at you LSU and Will Wade how they remain employed and suddenly Arizona which rode through all of the difficulty and the turbulence associated with staying uh, committed behind Sean Miller how they now have decided that it is the appropriate time to fire him it doesn't add up or make a lot of sense to me that Sean Miller who is now out after 12 years. Interestingly do you know who the favorite is to get the job at Arizona according to oddsmakers? Damon Stoudemire. So we're now in an interesting copycat universe where guys want to hire former players because of the success that Jawan Howard has had so far at Michigan. This is the new trend. You go hire a relatively young former player and hope he is able to lead your college basketball program back to dominance. Memphis did it with uh, Penny Hardaway on some level although he wasn't the same level of dominant player. UNC has done it with Hubert Davis. Jerry Stackhouse didn't go to Vanderbilt but he has been hired and a pretty decent job here in Nashville to take over as the uh, head coach at Vanderbilt and now Jerry uh, sorry now we're in a situation where Arizona may be doing the same thing with Damon Stoudemire when I looked at the odds of who was going to be the next Arizona head coach I thought it was interesting. Jason Terry is also on that list. Another couple of players that went to Arizona if I remember correctly this is the new trend line in college basketball. Uh, Tiger Woods we're talking about the Masters. They dropped the news of Tiger Woods and his car crash on the Wednesday afternoon basically right before the Masters was set to tee off. It's a strange story. They checked the black box inside of Tiger Woods' car and found that he was driving nearly 85 miles an hour roughly in a 45 mile an hour zone and that he accelerated into a tree never really braked throughout the entirety of that accident. And it's just it's, it's, I understand Tiger Woods was running late and maybe he was trying to get to the golf course as fast as he possibly could but going 40 miles an hour over the legal speed limit is pretty wild and I hope Tiger gets well and certainly a lot of you who are watching the Masters right now it's impossible to watch the Masters without thinking about Tiger Woods. Uh, it is worth following to see exactly what uh, is going to shake out there. Again Tiger Woods 
car crash details wasn't aggressively investigated seems like he may have gotten some preferential treatment from the police in Los Angeles uh, because this is a pretty serious accident and now we know he was going 40 miles over the speed limit and they never really aggressively it seems to me conducted an investigation to try to determine exactly what happened. I shared a graphic and I think it's significant and I'm going to get to that graphic in a moment but what's also significant is you guys being able to take care of your crown jewels make sure that your balls thank you for everything that you do at Manscaped.com and I want to tell you about Manscaped right now because they are in the middle of doing something that is so phenomenal that is so incredible that is outstanding. Do you know that right now testicular cancer is the number one form of cancer for men ages 15 to 35? Right now if you go to Manscaped.com and use the code hashtag DBAP20 that's hashtag DBAP20 if you use that code they will give you 20% off everything you buy and free shipping. It's starting, guess what? To get hot out. If you ever play sports outside you know what that means. That means your balls get sweaty and they start to stink. Trust me, your balls will thank you so will your wife so will your girlfriend so will anybody else that has access to your nether regions. I was just outside it's getting a little warm in Nashville playing catcher for my 10-year-old and I gotta tell you sweating a little bit when I came back in I was glad for all of the Manscaped products that can take care of my crown jewels just like they can take care of yours. Go get hooked up now. Donation going for testicular cancer ages 15 to 35 the number one cancer in America and they will take care of helping to battle that cancer at manscaped.com. Right now you get 20% off and free shipping with the code DBAP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code DBAP20. Go to manscaped.com today. Trust me, your balls will thank you. I was talking about a graphic that I tweeted out. I would encourage you guys to go check it out. And that graphic makes something pretty clear. Your kids are likely to be attending in-person school if you have a Republican governor. If you do not have a Republican governor your kids if you have a Democrat your kids are likely not attending in-person school. I am fortunate where I live in the Nashville area uh, my kids have been in school since August thank you to all their teachers they have been in person they have had zero issues and school just has like a month left on May the 20th I believe it is or the 21st we will complete the entire school year with zero issues by and large for my fourth grader and for my kindergartner. I appreciate all the schools staying open all the sports have been playing all the classes all the in-person instruction it has been an incredible value to, uh, to my kids to be able to be in person. So thank you to the teachers. But the two polar opposites in the opening of the school's debate Florida Governor Ron DeSantis insisted that Florida keep all schools open and so 100% of Florida kids have been in school. Meanwhile, California's Governor Gavin Newsom insisted on the polar opposite and they have the lowest number of kids that have attended in-person school. This is significant because the overall COVID death rate in California and in Florida is nearly identical. In fact, 
Florida is actually much better if you consider the average age of the citizens because Florida has a lot more elderly people who were under greater danger from COVID than the state of California does. So on an average citizen basis Florida Governor Ron DeSantis with some of the least strict lockdown procedures in the entire country has outperformed California Governor Gavin Newsom with some of the strictest lockdown policies. All Florida kids have been in school all year long. All of their sports have been played and using an easy analogy Disney World has been open since July. Meanwhile in California Disneyland is still not open. It's not opening until the end of April. Why do I bring all that up? Well Ron DeSantis had a panel of scientific advisors discussing the fact that the data reflects lockdowns don't work and don't make anybody safer. All they do is destroy the economy. And YouTube would not allow that clip to remain up on their website because science has to have one opinion even though the science is actually in favor of DeSantis and all of his advisors if you look at the data compare Florida compare Texas compare California and compare New York the states with the least restrictive lockdowns have vastly outperformed the states with the most restrictive lockdowns when it comes both to on average the amount of deaths that are taking place from COVID and also when it certainly comes to analyzing the economic impact. I'd encourage all of you to go look at that graphic that I shared. It is amazing to check out. It's a good stat. Not going to hear it I bet anywhere else. Baylor-Gonzaga is not an incredible basketball matchup. It's just not. Baylor, small private school, religious in Texas. Gonzaga, small private school, religious in Washington. Yet 17 million people just shy of 17 million I think it was like 16.94 million people watched Baylor go up against Gonzaga. Not a monster audience not a monster like Duke versus uh, Kentucky or Kansas versus UNC this wasn't a blue blood national championship final. Still had 17 million viewers. Putting that into context the average NBA Finals game with LeBron James's Lakers going up against the Miami Heat averaged right around 7 million viewers. Six games an average of 7 million viewers versus the NCAA Championship game which averaged 17 million viewers. 10 million people nearly more watched the College Basketball National Championship game featuring two teams that nobody really cared about compared to the number of people who watch the NBA Finals featuring LeBron James who remains the best draw in all of the NBA. What's happening here? I'll tell you the NBA's audience has abandoned it because the league got woke and now is going broke. Putting that 7 million viewers into context in the NBA. 1998 Michael Jordan Game 6 Utah Jazz 37 million people watched. It's the most people to ever watch a basketball game in America. Since then 50 million more people have moved into the United States and yet the NBA Finals now draws 30 million fewer viewers. Why is that? Some people would say well it's because it's cord cutting. 
except the NBA Finals is free on ABC. And also, the NFL has actually increased the number of people who watch its Super Bowl since 1998 while the NBA has seen its audience virtually disappear. What's going on? The NBA is insulting its audience which still likes basketball by virtue of 17 million people watching Baylor-Gonzaga nearly 10 million people more than watched an average game in the NBA Finals. Some people are going to say well it's because the NBA Finals is taking place in October this year. It was going head-to-head with football. Not true. Only two of the six games actually competed against football. The other four had the night to themselves. People are abandoning the NBA because its players, coaches, owners, and commissioner insult all of the fans who don't believe in woke basketball statements. And that is the vast majority of the American public, sports fans, and otherwise. The NBA is in trouble. Speaking of woke, Jamel Hill. Congratulations to Jamel who finally won an award. She wins the OutKick Award for the wokest member of the sports media beating Darren Ravel, beating Keith Olbermann, storming her way to excellence the likes of which we have not seen this side of the Baylor Bears men's basketball team. Congratulations to Jamel on her OutKick Woke Championship. We may have to go ahead and retire her rather than allow her to continue to dominate going forward because I'm not sure anybody can step to this queen's crown. Finally, my good friend Brooke Baldwin. Brooke B-O-O-B-S Baldwin for those of you who have seen the viral clip of me on her CNN television show. She has retired, resigned, recommissioned herself whatever you want to call it. She has withdrawn from working at CNN. In the process she has published a screed a Jeremiah an angry angry take on CNN. In particular she accuses basically the entire network of being sexist run by men and not caring about the opinions of women. I think I speak for everyone when I say this. What a bunch of boobs at CNN. I feel so bad for you Brooke to have to put up with all that misogynistic outrage from your bosses. A collection of the biggest news boobs on the planet. Yes. B-O-O-B-S. I love all of you. My name is Clay Travis. This has been Outkick the Show. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. Enjoy the Masters. I will be on television here in about a half hour. I appreciate all of your support. We'll be live tomorrow morning on the radio 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern as we always are breaking you down and getting you ready for the weekend. Go get your bets in fanduel.com slash clay. I am your fearless leader and this has been Outkick the show.